what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the glock 9 show thank you guys so much i know i it sounds like a normal thing i say in the beginning of the stream but dude this podcast has been blowing up so much i greatly appreciate it i mean there's been so many reviews on apple spotify amazon music i greatly appreciate the love on today's episode I, a lot of people have been asking and tagging me in it you go i'm not really part of the war zone scene anymore because and i well i'll talk about it in a minute but there was a live test yesterday from uh, Jake Lucky and uh, Full Squad Gaming. They did. They brought actually brought somebody out uh, to see if they're actually hacking to play on their system with you know basically watch them play, see see you know if they can still perform the same way they perform on stream. And there was a lie detector test that was taken. There's a big you know big huge controversy on that whole entire thing. It's actually a pretty crazy story. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute, but you know, one of the reasons why I don't play Warzone, I tweeted this out the other day, was every single time there's a Warzone tournament or any kind of tournament that's going on, they st they're still putting on $100,000, $150,000 tournaments. Every single time, you know, the internet blows up over whoever's winning at the time and they believe they're hacking or they have walls and or they have like a very, very um, low sensitivity aimbot going and it, it's just... If you're having those kind of accusations in official tournaments, I mean, imagine how much hacking is going on in just regular pub matches. It's not fun. I mean, I hopped on there not too long ago, just off stream, just checking it out. And I'm just, I, I'm not having fun with the World War II theme. I know I sound like a bro broken record, but I'm not a fan of them continuously pushing the World War II theme on us. And then you got, you know, not you guys, but they implemented a anti-cheat with Vanguard and all, you know, and obviously there's still hackers. You've seen flying cars, like looks like Harry Potter and just, it, it's not fun in the state that it's in. And I'm really hoping with the new Modern Warfare and the Warzone 2, they can go back to when it was fun and actually come out with the anti-cheat system um, that actually works and bring it back to the fun that we were having on Verdansk. Cause I was having a lot of fun before they switched over even i mean i enjoyed it before black ops cold war i still kind of enjoyed it i was playing it a lot during the cold war integration i really did enjoy cold war multiplayer um but with the whole the hacking and the world war ii and caldera's map sucks in my opinion i can't stand it i, <laughs> I cannot stand caldera i think it's the dumbest map that they could have implemented that's why everyone and their mom's playing rebirth but yeah, so we're going to get into all that. So there's an article I want to read to you guys. It's actually from uh, svg.com uh, by Christian Smith. It's talking about the investigation against COD cheating, and it actually raised more questions than answers. It's actually a pretty good article, and I'll give my take on it afterwards. So I'm going to read this article to you. It says, in recent times, cheating has been a huge source of contention when it comes to Call of Duty series. Call of Duty Vanguard had a huge problem with cheaters using a litany of ex exploits during the game's beta phase. Well, that's actually true. Uh, during, it's pretty sad. In beta testing, you had cheaters when they were talking about the anti-cheat. But uh, continuing, it says, Follow following its launch, the state of the game seemingly forced some pros to cheat in order to remain on the level playing field. The series has, ha has had to implement new anti-cheat software and threaten those caught with being banned from the entire franchise. But the multiple developers behind the different Call of Duty titles still had, had problems with staying ahead of cheaters. One of the latest examples of a high-profile cheating scandal within the franchise pertains to Shifty, uh, a top Call of Duty Warzone player with professional ambitions who has recently been accused of cheating during a Warzone tournament worth $100,000. 
In order to clear his name, esports organization NRG, in conjunction with Full Squad Gaming and Jake Lucky, recently made sh uh, Shifty uh, the offer to bring him out for an independent investigation in which the player would be subject to an observation while playing, as well as a lie detector test. Shifty ultimately agreed to this process, but instead of clearing his name, the lie detector test only led to more controversy. Uh, Shifty's lie detector test results were withheld after the test validity came into question. After being observed while playing multiple games, Shifty had to undergo a lie detector test conducted by John Grogan, an expert who was billed as a respected figure in the polygraph field and has participated on shows such as Dr. Phil. However, past reports have indicated Grogan to, uh, is not a legitimate polygraph operator and have questioned the validity of his work. Grogan has contested these claims, but as noted by BBB, Triple B Gaming News, his uh, participation led to many of the stream's viewers to start calling out on social media and in chat. In response to these allegations, the stream was abruptly terminated before the results Shifty's lie detector test could be disclosed. In a follow-up, Full Squad Gaming co-founder Jake Lucky took to Twitter to say that due to the controversy, the results of Shifty's polygraph would not be disclosed. Uh, quote, At the end of the day, I did not feel comfortable sharing those results, and I, sh and I think that was the right call, Jake Lucky said in his Twitter post. Quote, thank you all so much who came out because beyond the big blunder that was so much fun that was so much fun for me, more important updates coming tomorrow. End quote. The the accuracy and validity of polygraph tests have been uh, long been scrutinized, which have even led to them being in, inadmissible in cases that go to court. And so the saga of Shifty continues. So essentially what happened was they brought in they they brought in uh two war zone pros, right? So they brought in two Warzone pros and um, they were basically spectating Shifty play. Now, I'm going to give my opinion. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. If you actually watch Shifty uh, play and you watch some of his clips, it is entirely suspect. But And people can say I'm crying or whatever, but you know, Aim Assist is very strong in two games, Apex and Call of Duty. They, and even pros will tell you that it is much stronger in those games compared to other games. So when he, it seems like he locks on to his, you know, his enemies. Uh, that's not really that, you know, I don't know. I don't really say that. I wouldn't really call that hacking. It's the way that he switches between targets. Like if you're, he's looking up at a stairwell, two guy, or he's shooting at one guy whose full upper body is exposed and all of a sudden, the other guy's head barely gets exposed, and he snaps to the other player. It, it's very suspect. I will say, I will fully admit that. It, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that Shifty's cheating, uh, but he he has some clips out there that makes you sit there and go, "There's no way." Not only do you have that kind of perfect aim, the way you're on controller and you can snap. Now, PC, yeah, you just move the mouse. Boom, boom, back, forth. Yeah, but, you know, you're usually not going to lock onto the target because you don't have the aim assist to sit there and stop you from over-aiming, right? So, it, it's it's very weird. You know, it could be, what, what do they call it on control? A scat pack or something like that. You know, or, you know, I forgot what it's called. But there's things that are built into your controller that basically give you extra aim assist or something like that. I don't know. I'm not that too far into it, but it is very suspect. But the thing is, these guys all came out on their own dime, right? So they didn't, you know, full squad gaming did not fly Shifty out there. They didn't even fly Scumming out there. 
they all paid their own way. So Shifty actually paid his own money to fly out there and to clear his name. So right then and there, if you were cheating, you know, you wouldn't be paying all this money to fly somewhere to clear your name. You know, first of all, it's one way to look at it. On the other hand, though, it's, you know, maybe he's, he is a great player with, you know, uh, he already is a good player and the cheats kind of put him over the edge. I don't know. So, but, you know, but the thing is they deleted the VODs. I can't even go back to the VODs and, you know, look them up for you. Could, you can find some clips on Twitter if you look him up uh, from, you know, they actually had a lie detector test going and then they, then they just abruptly ended the stream because there was an issue. Um, so... Yeah, I was trying to look up some clips. Maybe I could play some audio for you guys, but it's not going to happen because they deleted everything and I can't get any good clips with context in it because they most of it's been scrapped from the internet, unfortunately, on YouTube and Twitch. But, I mean, you look at the level that these guys have to go to prove they're not cheating, it's pretty insane. But the amount of times you've seen people cheating in the game, it, it just it, it makes it to where I don't want to play or even give it a chance. I've been too, you know, Apex, we've ran into some cheaters. It's not as often. It's very rare, honestly. I probably run, I want to say, I probably run into one, maybe two cheaters a month in pubs. You, you, I won't, you usually won't see them that high ranked in, um, in, you know, in ranked games because by the time they even hit gold, they're cheating so obviously that they get caught by their actual anti-cheat and they're banned and they're gone. So, you know, you're you're more likely to find them in Warzone where they can just you're basically getting thrown in the same games with these people all the time. It's really really annoying. But I feel like number one, lie detectors have always been shady. Have always been you know obviously if you can't use them in court, you really can't use them. Um, you can't really use them on stream. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, you're doing it live too. So it's it's a little. I don't know, it's a little silly that I think they went to that extent. I think it was more for like, you know, like a clickbait type thing. I do have one video I want to show you guys where uh, Shifty actually was firing shots at Scumman because Shifty played, I want to say it was five or six games on Rebirth, and he, I would say, you know, for the most part, he was a little sus, um, but at the same time, it was a little sus, but he still performed like he would normally be performing at home pretty much. So it kind of, you know, made everybody sit back and go, okay, well, if he's doing that right in front of people watching him, watching his monitor, you know, it looks pretty good. Scumman didn't do very good. So I have a clip right here I'm going to share for you guys of basically 30-second clip. Shifty kind of saying I kind of clear my name and basically take shots at Scumman. You got to give me credit at the end of the day. Not many people can come here and perform how they usually and I mean look at look how Scumman performed it wasn't prime Scumman you know this wasn't the guy who won that Dallas tournament that showed up today and this was only five games and this is someone you know Shifty that came and played on five games with a whole career on the line literally so much was on the line here and I came and I performed better than him so can't hear Scumman but he's basically making excuses right there and then it starts getting pretty heated right here Hey, 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 fellas, fellas, we're, we're fellas, fellas. Basically, he basically calls out Scum and saying that he didn't perform, and in reality, he really didn't perform to where he should have been. And um, and Scum and started getting pretty upset, and they were kind of getting into it, and they and they pretty much cut it off right there. Uh, there's another one with the lie the lie detector test. Um, hey, hardware. 
into the facility. He will be metal detected for anything on his body. We have also already done a pat down as well. His entire set has been observed already. He has been walked around with, with one of our members the entire time through. Chat, if you can hear me, I need you to say W or Pog U in the <laughs> chat. Give me some kind of response so I can really feel myself. So you can't this see? This is going to be an amazing experience. It's been super fun so far. The, and we this this video, I'm going to describe. You guys can just hear like the metal detectors going off. So I'm going to describe to you what's happening. Shifty is basically standing in a corner. And they have these, it looks like little flashlights. They're scanning all over his body. And they're supposed to detect like uh, little devices that he might have on him that could that he can basically beat a polygraph with. And it looks so trolly. It looks so fake. And, you know, it, 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 really, it, it really looks super fake to the point where like everyone is starting to think that this is a joke, right? And it's, it's, it's kind of embarrassing, in my opinion. Here's another clip for you guys. I mean, how I got here, it's just people being upset that they're losing to the new, the new gen that's on the come up. You know, there's, there's my group, my group that I came up with. You know, I, I, I didn't ride nobody to get where I'm here, and, and, and we just play together, and, and we, we beat the pros. That's, you know, pros don't like to be beat, and the community doesn't like to see their favorite streamers lose to people that they don't know of. You might have heard a little laugh that is scumming on the mic. New uh, new gen on the come up, and I will leave you seated here. So you know, as you can see, you know, Shifty feels like Shifty feels like he pretty much cleared his name, and he's he's taking shots at everybody. And that is, you know, I, to to an extent, like I'm not really with the trash talk when you really like you didn't fully 100% like clear your name, but I give him the benefit of the doubt, the fact that if you're you know, you, you can see people sitting behind him. He was still killing people, getting a lot of kills and doing, you know, doing well. Um, he was using their controller, their their computer. So uh, Scumman was making excuses, saying that there was input lag on his controller. It's not what he's used to. So that's kind of where Shifty was also taking shots at him, too, where he's making excuses. And it was getting it was getting pretty heated in the in the moment. So it's it's pretty drama base and it's kind of annoying to see in all honesty like i don't know they turned this whole war zone scene into a in one of those reality shows with all this like beef on there everyone talking smack about each other and uh it's i don't know man it's a very high schoolish in my opinion like if you guys remember a podcast i did a while ago there was um there was beef between Swish and uh, Belk where Swish basically took some shots at Belk in the Discord and he responded back and then it was all, it was all, you know, sexism and all, you know, all respect women gamers, blah, 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 blah. Well, I have one of the funniest things, you know, I've talked about on here, uh, people being sensitive and offended by everything, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how many times I've had to say it. I was actually dying. So Swish actually tweeted out on April Fool's Day that it was like a, a fake thing where she uh it, it's a normal April Fool's joke. Like seriously, I, I it's pretty stupid in my opinion. Um you know, basically on April Fool's Day. My wife did it to me when we were, you know, like 19 years old. She told me she was pregnant on April Fool's Day. Just kidding. Ha ha ha, right? And so she basically, it's deleted now. You can't find it. Uh, it's all, it's gone now. I can't remember if it was a video or a tweet, but 
basically she she acted like she was pregnant and then said just kidding april fools blah 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 and then she comes out with a statement uh that says i'm gonna read it to you right here it says i just wanted to apologize about my tweet about joking that i was pregnant on april fool's day as a joke it wasn't intended for or it was not my intent for it to be in any way form malicious or hurt anyone i wasn't making fun of anyone that had infertility infertility issues but i shouldn't have been i should have thought about that before tweeting i would have never intentionally intentionally tweet anything like that or make fun of something like that but i'm truly sorry if it offended some of you guys waking up to all those comments was gut gut wrenching and i'm not that bad i'm not that bad person wanting to hurt tons of people hope you guys can understand it's sad to see some people think i could have tweeted something like, like that maliciously to hurt someone's feelings i'm not a bad person and real ones know my intentions weren't to harm anyone again i'm sorry i didn't think about the damage a joke could do uh, i wish i could take it back uh, and then later on that day, she said, I'm young and still learning, growing, but God forgives. And that's all that matters. Can't change the past, but we move on. Got nothing but love in my heart. Love y'all and hope you guys have a great Friday. So the the actual fact, like, I, I, it, I, let me gather my thoughts for a second and make sure I say this right. Because I think that's like the dumbest thing. My tweet said... I don't know what's worse. The people that would actually get offended by a joke like this or the fact that she decided to write a public apology like she did something wrong. Like, you sit there, you think... I, I've, I've talked about it millions of times. So, one thing I've said before is... Um, personally, I'm kind of offended to be a part of this generation that's growing up. I, I call it the pussified generation where people are offended by everything. If you don't agree with them, you're this or that. How dare you think differently than me? We all have to think the same. It's bullcrap. And I, I, th I, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. And it, that April Fool's joke has been going along since I was in high school. We were 13 years old and girls in high school was, would... Say, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, oh, April Fool's. Oh, you got me. You're stupid. You're an idiot, whatever, whatever. And now here it is. Oh, you made that joke. You're you're attacking people who can't have kids. How dare you? That's so insensitive. Like, shut the f up, dude. Like, that is by far the dumbest thing to get upset about. It's something that makes no sense to me how somebody can actually get upset about something like that. It, it literally makes no sense. Like, if you actually got offended by something like that, like whether you had issues or not, like that is that's almost as bad as you know. It's 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 almost as bad as Will Smith getting offended over a GI Jane joke. It's it's really not that big of a deal. And you know, the fact that people, if you actually, uh, were, I read some of the comments before the tweet was deleted, and people were actually upset about this. And you know, and people were pointing back to, oh, you know, Belk was canceled for. Or this and that, and then here you are attacking, you know, people who can't. I mean, sh the amount of reach, the amount of reach you have to reach for, you know, and you know, to be upset. It's like you're trying to be upset. You're trying to be offended. You're finding random ways to be offended when it makes you know no sense that you could be offended at all over it. But I'm I'm gonna get off that subject because it's just something that it just irritates me too much. But I'm gonna. In, clo in closing on Warzone, people always ask me why I won't play Warzone. Number one, Apex to me is just a way better game, way better designed, way more even, evenly matched. The rank system's better. It's a little bit broken this season, but you know, 
still, if anyone hit a, a rank that they haven't hit before, you should be proud of yourself. A lot of people are saying, it's, you know, there was a tweet that was out there where somebody actually made it all the way from bronze to diamond without firing a single shot. That is true. That did happen. Um, and, you know, it, it can be done. Basically, if you want, if you're playing this split, I know if you're streaming it, it's not very exciting, but all you have to do without any kills is get top five and you will get plus RP. You will you will gain RP and you can rank up. So trying to drop in and get kills right off the rip is not the way to play this season. You just have to get um get the placement points and you'll you know, if you get one or two kills in there, you're gonna get a lot more points in the top five. So, you know, yes, people are trying to, you know, trash on people who hit diamond who weren't diamond before or hit masters who were only stuck at diamond for many seasons but you should still be proud of the progress because it's not exactly that easy especially with the limited time a lot of the streamers have not being full-time streamers so um but warzone again i i'm i have high hopes for warzone 2 this is honestly i will say it publicly uh, on the podcast as i do on stream this is basically my last, you know, my last chance for Call of Duty. I've been a Call of Duty fanboy since I was in like junior high. I love Call of Duty to death. I love the multiplayer. I loved uh, the BR uh, for a while, then started to absolutely hate the way it was going. Um, but if if the next Modern Warfare and Warzone do to flop, I will most likely be just be done with Call of Duty because I I can't stand the way that they're going within the way they treat it. Uh, I really do hope that they stop releasing them every year. And they take a game and actually try and perfect it, you know, just that one game rather than trying to gouge us all for 60 bucks a year. And people like me who bought Vanguard and have probably played three hours of it or four hours of it um, don't play it. But they still got my 60 bucks. So. <sighs> so moving on, one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, a lot of people, you know, if you know me, you know that, you know, the charity is something that I do. I stream for charity. Uh Pretty much any money that I make from the podcast uh, goes to charity. Uh, we are currently at $1,500 for the year, which is pretty good, seeing it's only April, and I just started streaming on a consistent basis again. Um, I got the chance to finally actually go to Valley Children's Hospital in Madera, California, which is about a two-hour drive, two-and-a-half-hour drive from me. Um, took that drive, took that drive, uh, you know, a couple Friday, two Fridays ago, and got to meet up with a lot of great people who have been honestly so great um, in my journey through you know becoming the number one fundraiser for Valley Children's Hospital on Extra Life. Uh, and you know, if you guys want to donate to the charity, I'll repeat it again later. But it's actually in the description down below. It says donate to the charity. Um, you guys can find the, the the charity page if you guys would like to donate. It was greatly appreciated. Um, we raised in. In 2020, during the middle of a pandemic, we raised over $10,000, and then 2021, which was a very 2021 was a very hard streaming year for me. Uh, between Facebook, I'm gonna get into a story here uh, after this about Facebook, and uh, I've officially lot or have been booted from the partner program on Facebook. Uh, we'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, we, I drove down to Madeira, met up with some great people. If you guys ever see Jermerican in chat, make sure you guys say hi to him. He he doesn't work for Valley Children's anymore, but he has been such a great supporter and such a great human being. I still want to get him on a podcast. I know he listens to these podcasts, so again, let's set that up. I would love for you guys to hear his 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 side from what he has seen from the hospital, but we met we met a bunch of different, you know, other other gamers who um you know, uh 
uh, raise money for Valjean as well. And, you know, again, we raised again, you know, you think about it. I got I got to really re- reiterate this in the middle of a pandemic year where people weren't working and, you know, we were streaming pretty much full time. We raised ten thousand dollars in 2020 and then 2021. We raised over eight thousand dollars. And we were still we were still the number one fundraiser for Valley Children's Hospital, which is uh, probably outside of like family and my, you know, you know, my family and having kids. And my wife is honestly, in my opinion, is one of the greatest achievements I've had in my life is, be, you know, ra- raising this, you know, these funds for these kids that actually need it. So, again, thank you guys for all the support to the charity. Um, so we drove down there, got to meet up with some different gamers and kind of like hear their stories and what they play and how they do things for their charity streams. And, you know, like, uh, if you guys, you know, seen on Instagram, I tagged him in and make sure you guys go follow Jay Lunatic. I'm going to try and get him on a podcast as well. Great dude. Uh, you see the picture of me and him both have our extra life tattoos. Uh, he does these really cool car shows in Forza Horizon on Fridays. It's actually a great time if you guys get a chance to check him out. Got to hang out with him. Great human being. Great dude. Met some other people. You know, Natalie, who, uh, when you guys saw that article that was written uh, under the uh, Children Miracle Networks for Valley Children's, uh, she was the one that uh, interviewed me and wrote that article. Uh, she's been a great help helping get uh, Gamer Advantage to sponsor our Extra Life Game Day last year. And meeting them in person versus over the phone or over Discord, it, it, it just such great people man i had a great time it was on it honestly like i, I don't want to say that i wasn't motivated to keep raising money for the charity I, I that's always my main motivation every time i go live like i i when i'm live yes yeah, subs are great it's all it's all you know donations are great they really help out whether it's for streaming equipment or whatever but if i don't need anything or if i'm not saving for like a new graphics card or something for the stream all that money gets donated to charity it all goes towards uh, the charity, if I'm not buying equipment for my setup for sound video or uh, peripherals or, or whatever it may be. Um, so I, you know, every time I hit the go live button, I'm hoping for charity donations versus donations, you know, directly to me. Um, and it's not to say, Hey, don't, don't give subs. Cause it really does help viewers out, you know, with the, the ad free and get the emotes and all that stuff. But the charity is my main focus, but you know, meeting these people, meeting some of the doctors, and uh, I can't remember the exact title. I want to say he was the chief of staff. Really cool dude. Um, sorry, I forgot his name, but he, you know, meeting meeting them, hearing from the doctors. But there was one story. I don't want to get the story wrong, but we met this we met this girl, a uh, sixteen year old girl, who uh, her mom was telling us a story about uh, when she was a little girl. Uh, I believe she was still considered a baby or maybe toddler age she kept having seizures i can't remember the exact diagnosis because you guys know how medical terms are very very long but uh she kept having these seizures and um they didn't have you know the money to go to the your regular like you know kaiser or you know doctor to get surgery that they needed and valley children's was there to help them out and actually this girl had half uh, i want to say it was half her brain removed I know, it was, I know, it was like once, basically, one side of her brain was removed to stop the seizures, and Valley Children's took care of her. Um, basically, took care, you know, helped them out financially and everything. And she, you know, obviously, this was happening a long time ago, and she's sixteen year old, you know, sixteen, you know, years old now, and she, you know, while missing, you know, like half her brain, she's fully functional, fully understanding, um, you know. Uh, 
you know, sit there and talk to her, talk to her mom. And it was like, it really kind of put it in perspective what we're doing this for. Like, like in, in, in reality. And I, that's why I always say, if you guys want to donate, you can find the charity donation in the description of this podcast or whatever platform you're on. You can find the link down there. Every dollar helps. And seriously, every dollar helps. If you guys can only donate a dollar, $5 or 500, 5,000, okay, it doesn't matter. Every dollar helps and is greatly, greatly appreciated. We're going to be doing a lot of giveaways to people who donate to the charity. So even if you donate $1, you will be put in the running for giveaways. We're probably going to do some more jersey giveaways. We might do another uh, gaming chair. We'll see what happens. But the only way to be entered into charity giveaways is by donating a minimum $1 to the charity. So again, you can, you can find the link down below uh, on whatever platform you're on. But it was a great trip. We went out. We went out afterwards and, and got pizza um, at, at a local place and, you know, great time sitting down, just getting to know the the people around. And, you know, again, you guys, you know, I'm going to get some of them. I talked to a couple of them who um, didn't even know I had a podcast who now listen to the podcast. So we'll be getting some of them on here uh, pretty soon when I get a chance to reach out and get some time to talk to all the guys. And um, it'll be it'll be a good time because, you know, you hearing their stories because people know my daughter uh, give you guys a little backstory how, why I started uh, the charity. I know I did a podcast on this a while ago, but my daughter, my oldest daughter was born. Um, Adeline was born with um, pulmonary valve stenosis and uh, pulmonary valve stenosis is a narrowing of the valve that's located between the lower, uh, the lower right heart chamber and the lung arteries um, in a narrowed heart valve, it, uh, the, the valve, uh, the cusps may become like thick or stiff, uh, and it reduces blood flow through the valve. And it's, um, it is something that you don't really take lightly. Um, it usually happens, it develops like before birth. Um, and you know, it can't happen to adults, but um, it can cause like a whooshing sound uh, that, that that's basically what they is like a heart murmur that they heard from the stethoscope when she was a baby uh, causes shortness of breath. You know, um, you know, you're not really getting like it, it also affects like your oxygen. So fainting, if you're like being very active as a child and you don't know you have it, you can you could um, you can actually faint because you're not getting enough oxygen. So we were we were told and, you know, anyone that's a parent will understand this. We found out about it when my daughter was about a month old. She was, you know, was, you know she was um, being checked out at one of her very first checkups. She was about a month old, and they and they basically figured it out, and they had to do an echogram, which the echogram is where they put all those little sticky things on you and basically scan, like, your whole, you know, respiratory system. And we were told that, if it doesn't get bit better, because as she's growing, it's not growing with her, and it's it's actually tightening up that valve. If uh, it didn't get better at six months old, she would have to have open heart surgery. Now you can imagine as a parent how that would feel hearing that news from a doctor, and it was very um, frightening. It was very scary to hear that your six-month-old daughter might have to have open-heart surgery, which is always a, a risk, is always um, a scary thing. And then we were being told, like, all the things that could happen. So the first thing that we were told was, uh, even if she had the open-heart surgery, which basically they would put, like, a balloon into her heart valve and blow it up to try and 
you know, open it up, but it's, you know, it's going to kind of re- still be restrictive to the blood flow. She would have to wear a heart rate monitor at all times, basically for the rest of her life. So for example, let's say she's playing soccer with her friends and you know, her heart's beating too fast. Her watch would go off and tell her to um, go sit down. So basically she would be very limited in playing. She would have to be not as active as the other kids and it's just something that she would have to kind of live with and you know or it could it could be really bad uh some some cases are very very uh bad where you have to have um multiple heart uh surgeries so for the first 2 years of my daughter's life she's 5 now um for the first 2 years we had to monitor that heart valve and you know praise god you know he uh her heart started you know as her heart was growing and she was getting bigger it actually started fixing itself and actually started growing to where it was supposed to be and so we had to go every single month to go get her an echogram to make to monitor and make sure that this heart valve is starting to grow and for like three months it wasn't growing it was actually getting tighter and then after about you know the fourth or fifth month uh they noticed that it got a little bigger so they they held off on the heart surgery talk and they were like let's see where it goes so for two years, every single month, we had to take her to the doctor, not Valley Children's, by the way, uh, just to our regular Kaiser doctor, uh, go get an echogram done, which she hated. I mean, she always hated it. You know, kids are always afraid of the doctor um, and go get an echogram done. Um, as of about a year and a half, two years ago, um, it turned into once every three months and then once every six months. And then as of uh, in 2020, she was given the full clear. Uh, she had her, her heart valve by itself just healed. Um, it grew to where it's supposed to be. She had one, she had one more test a couple months ago and it is 100% good. Praise God. Um, it's amazing that she, you know, that she was able to, her body was able to basically essentially fix itself and fix the issue and we don't have to worry about it anymore. I mean, they're going to have us check again probably you know once every other year they said you know just just to make sure right but rather than having to go to the doctor every month and always having to check her when she was a baby she had to wear like this it's called the outlet or a little foot um this little strap that goes on her foot that actually monitors her heart rate and her oxygen level uh, to make sure that in the middle of the night um if, if she couldn't breathe or her heart stopped or whatever like there was an alarm in our room that would go off which it went off one night. Um, it was a false alarm, but it's the scariest sound ever because you know if that alarm goes off, it's bad news. Uh, but yeah, she's she's all good now. She's normal, functioning, five-year-old girl, f- super active, super in gymnastics, um, very active little girl. Uh, but that's one of the reasons why uh, I started really wanting to do the charity and get into Valley Children's Hospital uh, because my, it's my local children's hospital and... You know, as a parent, yeah, some people may say, well, pulmonary valve stenosis isn't that major of a thing. You know, open heart surgery on pulmonary valve stenosis is a very high rate of success, blah, blah, blah. But still, it's it's a very scary thing. So you sit there, you take that little, that, that little bit of fear that we had at that time, and you think about parents who have to hear from a doctor that their child has a brain tumor or has cancer or leukemia or one of these major, major issues. 
um, there you have to hear that your your baby or toddler has to have half their brain removed because they keep having seizures. These very scary things. I can sympathize to an extent of how these parents feel. And, you know, I'm imagining this happening to children. Obviously, it's still bad when these things happen to adults. But you're talking again, you're talking about children who haven't even experienced life yet. And that's why I'm so passionate about raising money for these children, because, again, a lot with with um, everyone knows with medical and how expensive medical expenses are. These children need are, you know, full support. And again, like the doctors and everyone there working will tell you that every dollar counts. It goes towards research. It goes towards equipment. It goes towards many different things in these hospitals to help to help these, you know, these kids and these families with 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 their medical bills. So, again, if you guys want to donate, whether it's a dollar, million dollars, <laughs> you know, whatever, uh, anywhere in between, the link is down below and it is a great cause and be actually being there in person. No, we still haven't got a chance to get a, an actual full-on tour of the inside because they're still going through COVID protocols and, and all that, which is understandable. It's a children's hospital. Um, but this place, I'm not, dude, this place, if you guys look at Valley Children's Hospital, Madeira is a beautiful building. Um, I actually was very, I was like a little kid when I pulled into the parking lot, I was able to see uh, the helicopter take off. Uh, you guys can go see my Instagram or you guys can go to my Discord uh, in the media share files in Discord, you guys can see a bunch of pictures that I posted. Um, a bunch of pictures I posted uh, from, from the event, and you guys can see uh, what the building kind of looks like and see the people in there. I was a little upset that George wasn't um, uh, the mascot, um, wasn't there. Uh, he's a, it's a giraffe, and I'm actually I wanted uh, a question I get a lot. Okay, there's a question that I get a lot. Um, why is the mascot a, uh, a giraffe? Okay. So, <laughs> so the reason why, uh, you know, George, the giraffe is the mascot of Valley Children's Hospital. Uh, it's, I have it right here. It was actually written by Valley Children's Hospital a while ago. I want to make sure I read this guy right. George was chosen as Valley Children's Hospital mascot because giraffes have the largest heart of all land animals. So, you know, that, that's why they chose the giraffe. I, I was always asked, why, why is it a giraffe? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I know his name is George, but that's why. Because giraffes have the largest heart. And that makes a lot of sense. And it was really cool. I had a, I had a really, really good time um, going there. So, again, all information can be found in the description below. Uh, again, if you guys choose to donate, I greatly appreciate it. It's a great cause. You won't regret it. So that's pretty much going to wrap up the show today. I do have a couple of things coming up. If yeah, I know a lot of you guys have been enjoying uh, Glock and Goldie Unchained, um, my dad's in gaming co-host. So we started like a podcast within a podcast on the Glock 9 show uh, where, you know, I have to say if you are easily offended by certain things, you might want to stay away from those episodes. Uh, could we talk about any, it could be politics. It could be gaming. It could be whatever. Just uh, me and me and Goldie meet up maybe once a week, once every other week and just kind of talk about whatever's going on and just BSing. And we're not afraid to say how we feel about certain subjects. And I know some people got a little offended by the last one when we were talking about uh, we we're talking about that bill in Florida. You guys can go listen to it. Um, and we we're talking about the whole uh, transsexual movement and stuff like that. So uh, just a heads up. We don't care. Uh, we say what we feel and we, we won't we won't back down from that. That's why one of the reasons why I love Goldie to death because we think we think um, kind of the same. 
and we're not worried about backlash from you know quote unquote free speech. So, but we do have a show coming up for Glock, uh, Glock and Goldie Unchained. If you guys are not into WWE wrestling, Goldie, if you guys have heard any episodes, he is a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan. I grew up a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. Uh, kind of stopped watching for a couple years, but my son now has been watching it. Uh, we were gonna we we're gonna start doing like uh, little WWE shows, like reviews of the, of the pay per views. So WrestleMania just happened. And it, honestly, it was a it was a two day event. And it was a great event. Me and Goldie are going to talk about that, give our takes on it. So you will get like a, a little bit of everything on those podcasts. Uh, you guys will have noticed that the the album or the the podcast cover is different on those episodes. So you know that you're listening to that that show on this podcast versus just you know me sitting here talking or talking with somebody some some other streamer or somebody within the business. Um, but we're going to do uh, once a month uh, rest, wrestling pay-per-views, like giving our take on the storylines, giving our takes on the matches and how entertaining it was, what we liked and didn't like. So look forward to that. We're going to be meeting up here in the next couple of days to talk about WrestleMania. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. Again, you guys can go to uh, Glock9show.com, my official website. If you guys have not seen it yet, you guys can find pretty much all the information that you guys need on there. Um, I do need to get a charity link up top for you guys. I, that's one of the requested things is actually a tab because you have the home about episodes. My stream is on there. So all my sponsors are on there. I know I didn't do a sponsor ad today, but you guys can find all my sponsors on my website, Glock9show.com. And you guys can contact me. There is a contact section where if you click the blue button, it'll, it'll bring up Twitter with my, my Twitter at on there. You guys can tweet me a question. You guys can fill out the information down below, your email address, your name, and your message, or you can leave, you put the name as anonymous. But I'm also looking for guests. Um, it's been very hard to get more people on the show um, for various reasons. Some people have admitted to me they're a little nervous about coming on here because of how successful the show's been lately. I understand that. Um, some people's schedules haven't been uh, working out, had to cancel, and many different things. It's been it's been a little frustrating, but it's more understandable. We all have lives. But I am looking for more guests. I don't care if you're a streamer that only averages one or two viewers. If you have a subject or something you just want to talk about, please contact me, whether it's through Twitter, Instagram, my email, you know, Glock at Glock9show.com. Uh, there's many different ways to reach me. Uh, my DMs are usually always open, uh, but the easiest way is probably through the website, either with the, with the tweeting at me button or through the email. So I greatly do appreciate it, guys. So. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to leave a review or make sure you guys follow the podcast on whatever platform you guys are on. Uh, yeah, we're on all major podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and many more. The best way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend. That you know, A lot of you guys have shared it on, on Instagram. If you put it in your Instagram story, please make sure you tag me at Glock9, G-L-0-C-K-N-9-N-E on Instagram so I can share your story on my story. As always, thank you all so much for your support. Stay safe. Stay blessed. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace!